Welcome to Sunflower Living, a podcast that believes that life is always worth living. I'm Abile. And I'm Linky. Welcome to our working philosophies on life and living with a mental illness. Before we get started, a note. We are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed in this podcast are our own. everyone i hope you're well in these wild wild times obviously linky's here with me and we're going to be talking about your relationship with your body but sort of like how it coincides with so talking about your relationship with your body as well as how that can coincide with a mental illness and i have a lot to say on that i'm with you I, I knew I knew you would I knew you would just jump in like exactly in that point because I think you know in our own personal talk like there's always like I think I've always had issues with my own body in the sense that but it's more because of other people more than myself if I can put it that way like it's almost as if I've had to have I've always had more of a negative view on what I look like because of how other people would react to how I looked like if that makes sense yes yeah yes it was just like so it's so wild to kind of be able to take stock of the difference because now I'm definitely more in a positive space and like well this is what it is and I'll work my way to where I want to get to but I mean there's just some days where it's like really really hard because I never want to almost especially when it comes to to eating and you know this this next sentence will come with a with a trigger warning for anyone who may be dealing with um any kind of eating disorder but i never wanted to get to a point where you know i do get back to more disor- disordered eating or even you know i i once had a bout with bulimia that was quite difficult for me um and i'm glad that i've you know conquered that space but i do still struggle sometimes i don't know how you feel about that links I'm glad you mentioned just the trigger warning um, because I think a lot of the time when we talk about our bodies, Mm -hmm. um, it automatically swings to the side of, do you have an eating disorder and what does that look like? And I think a lot of the time people don't understand eating disorders and I don't purport to understand them either um, to some extent. So Mm -hmm. I can't speak to that. Um, what I can say is that while you are in a positive swing and feeling as though you've come to a point of acceptance and love for your body while you are working towards your goals, I feel like I'm definitely in a negative space. I feel like I have, um, kind of gotten to a point where I'm very frustrated with where I'm at. And this is obviously we're talking about weight here. Uh, And a lot of it really stems from, if I think very deeply about it, just my my relationship with my body in terms of how I was socialized and and how that socialization is just not from the world, but from Mm -hmm. my family as well. And so Mm -hmm. there are certain things and certain standards that I, I feel like I should have. Um, attained or or that I should meet and at the moment I don't feel like I'm in that zone at all Um, yeah so that's that that's kind of just where like my point of departure at the moment 
Yeah, no, I totally understand that. I think I'm very much the same way. And I often, like, I'm at a point where I not only can kind of stand in the the statement that, okay, this is my body, I love my body, um, and it may not look its best, but because it is mine, I know I can get it, I can get it to the point where I want to get it, right? And a lot of the time, I kind of want to almost, when, when standing up for myself with like sort of relatives who may feel that it's their place to tell me that, oh, you're still big, it's like, yeah, I am, and... <laughs> what do you want me to do? What What is this information supposed to impart upon me? Do you know what I mean? Because I think I remember in high school being very, like, defensive and being like, yeah, I know, I'm big, I'm fat, guys. Like, just, I, I take two showers a day, I'm aware. And I, I think I want to kind of implore people, you know, before you, it, it goes back to that old adage of, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. But also, yeah. don't don't feel it's your place to kind of make someone aware of something that they may be very aware of. Because I think when you are a bigger person, unfortunately, you're almost hyper aware of it because of so many people reminding you, because of so many people wanting to, you know, be your nutritionist or be your trainer. And it's like, I don't... I, I, I think it's it's so important, and this is something that you know I've discovered myself in these past few months that you cannot get to not even cannot, but I think despite how you look, you have to get to a place where of almost complete acceptance before you can really get to you know almost that that ideal that you may have for yourself and i think our ideals look different for everyone it's like with me i'll never be skinny that's just not that's not my body composition but i also know that i can i can definitely be a lot smaller than i am now but i need to depart from a place of no matter what i look like this is my body and i am worthy of love and i am like it my worth is not completely dependent on what I look like. And that was a huge lesson for me this year. I was totally going to say exactly that, that it doesn't define you. And I think a lot of the time, our um, outward appearance is what people believe defines us. And I think um, just along the weight loss journey, the weight Mm -hmm. gain journey for those who need to gain a little bit, Mm -hmm. There is so much that the outside world thinks they have a right to say, and they Mm -hmm. don't. And I think one of the things I used to say is when I was bigger, and you know, you spoke about high school, and yeah, that takes me back just a little bit further (laughs) than I'd like to admit. Um, But it really takes me back to a space where I had, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I'm massive. Mm -hmm. And I look back at those pictures and I'm like, yeah, you know, you weren't thin, but you didn't look horrible. And at the time, I I felt it. And one of the things I used to say is that people who who are bigger look in the mirror. They know that. They yes. know that they need to lose weight. They know that maybe they're unhealthy. And I don't think that it's necessary for you to reinforce that. Um, I don't think that that's constructive in any way. And I think, you know, sometimes people are just downright rude. And I think that's a word I use a lot in our podcast because I think that there are lots of layers to rude. And people people don't realize that it's just it's just really unnecessary for them to say what they think 
they can say. It's not their place at all to mention some of that stuff. And um, yeah, I think, I, I think, you know, really talking about my experience mm -hmm. where I wanted to go after that is just to say there is something called body dysmorphia. And I think a lot of us are not aware of it. And like I said, looking back on those pictures, I feel like, oh my goodness, do I suffer from this? Do I have a sense that I feel something that is not real? And recently I looked at pictures actually that were maybe five years ago. And even at that time, I was really fit and healthy, but I felt like, oh my gosh, I have to be smaller. And again, I talk about the fact that this is because of, um, you know, the input from the world where I felt like this is what, um, this is what I should look like. This is the ideal. And now I look back having put on more weight and obviously having had, um, four children, I think I, I can give myself a pass sometimes, but I feel like why was it so important to look the, like the ideal when in actual fact I was healthy and and fit actually, but hmm. I didn't feel that way. I, I needed to be an extreme that I had seen in in modern media. No, absolutely. I mean, I suffered from the exact same thing. I mean, I remember um, it again in high school, sort of like being so obsessed with this idea of, you know, again, um, you know, just a trigger warning going forward, maybe skip ahead about a minute or two, of this, you know, idea of thinness and being like, if when I'm this small, I will, you know, encapsulate being loved and worth and all of that good stuff. And I I do suffer from quite, um, not an extreme, but like, you know, like a pretty moderate um, body dysmorphia. I still do and I struggle with it. But there are days where I am able to sort of look at myself and be like, hold on, I'm not that big. I was never like this massive, you know, blob that I thought I was. And looking back, I'm like, I've wasted so much time fixating on this. <laughs> I wasted so much. I'm like, oh my, who cares? <sighs> but at the same time, I know that I used to care so much and being able to detach from that place and have this newfound self-respect for not just my body, but like my body on its own level. Do you know what I mean? Because I think, you know, there is a lot of talk in the media now about, oh, but black women are shaped differently. And I find a lot of truth in that, absolutely a lot of power in that. But at the same time, I never want to hide behind that and say, oh, no, but it's fine if I'm like 50 kgs over because African body, you know, Look. like... <laughs> Look, yes. I am totally going to jump on that and say yeah. that this is a big thing for me and yes. I think there was a doctor who spoke about it because there's a celebrity that everyone was going at and people were like but she's energetic and she's beautiful and this doctor came out and said guys I'm all for body positivity I'm all for the fact that we embrace ourselves as we are mm -hmm. but we have to talk about the real health risks around being overweight. Mm -hmm. And I think that I have to agree with you that, yes, there is embracing and there is definitely a sense of loving yourself. However, we cannot at all detract from the truth of what mm -hmm. it means to be obese, what it means yes. to, to be overweight and what that does to your health overall. 
you know, and what and how that contributes just to your life. I mean, I just I just think about energy to mm-hmm. some extent. And, and, and a lot of the time when I'm on this um, journey to being healthier, let me put it that way, because I had to reframe it. I had to reframe it from a weight loss journey to being healthier because I realized that that's actually why I'm doing it. And mm. when we're on that path, a lot of the time for me, it's I need more energy. I feel sluggish. Um, I feel, you know, completely bloated at times. I, I, you know, I feel just ugh, horrible. And that's sometimes just because of what I'm eating and because I feel like I'm overweight. Mm-hmm. Actually, I know that I'm overweight right now. Um, and that's, I, I don't know. I think that there's a differential there. I think that we need to be very careful as to what we're saying is okay versus um, what will lead to illnesses and diseases along the way if we continue to to encourage people to just be okay with where they're at when we know that it's not okay. Exactly. And I think, you know, there is that. I, I tend to find that, you know, um, not to disparage anybody, but the moment the word fat phobic gets thrown out I think I tend to want to be a bit more critical of where that is coming from like from every individual who will you know throw that out because oftentimes I find that they feel it is a personal attack on them when it really isn't because you can sort of I think almost you can separate out when someone is being rude and disparaging to you and when someone really comes from a place of concern right something a big jump for me um in my weight loss journey was sort of saying, okay, I want to separate this out from the look and I want to be healthy as well. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it's possible to be a bit pudgy and also be healthy. And that's not a bad thing whatsoever. But I don't, I also need to consider my genetics, right? My father is a diabetic. My mother has high blood pressure as well as a thyroid issue. And my, my own treatment of my body can trigger those things and can activate those things and it's not fun right as much as you can cope with it and take medication i don't want to be on copious amounts of medication i don't want to inject insulin so i have to take those steps in order to take care of myself and you know this brings us back around to the health portion of i think when you know you consider your mental health and you consider things like diet and lifestyle all of these things have a massive bearing on, you know, on mental health. And I think it, it almost like assists you do, to do better. It's in no way like a fix, but it definitely makes a massive difference. And I don't want people to sort of lose sight of that when trying to, to defend themselves. I think you also touched on something really important. So for mm-hmm. me, I am not an exercise junkie bunny whatever it is this Uh is not my jam like this is not my jam by any stretch of the imagination and so Mm. it was really difficult (laughs) for me to have to embrace the fact that I needed to incorporate some kind of movement in my life and a lot of the time people would be like oh you know just just run or just walk and I'd be like yo I am dreading that so much until I had to realize that, okay, if I test this out, let me, you know, somebody said mm-hmm. to me, test it out, you know, yeah. Linky, stop being the stuck in the mud, 
just test it out. Let's do a, a two week trial and let's see how you feel. Mm-hmm. And the first day I went and I was like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? And then by the second week, you know, even though it wasn't natural, it wasn't comfortable, it hasn't mm-hmm. become habit yet. I yes. felt after that two weeks that I was like, wait, I do feel a little bit better. I do feel like I have a little bit of a better grasp on where I am just from a mental perspective. Now, yeah. I know lots of people will say this doesn't work for them, and that's fine. But for mm-hmm. me, it had to come to the point where I was like, even if that's an inch better than the day before or the week before, that's mm-hmm. an inch that I'm willing to sacrifice 30 minutes, an hour of exercise too. And I think a lot of the time we see exercise as a punishment instead of looking at the benefits. And I think we've been taught to see it as a punishment. And I I had to reframe that. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of it is reframing. A lot of it is really taking out this idea that going to the gym is torture and instead, um, you know, looking at it from the perspective that going to the gym is going to add whatever, two hours more energy to my day. Um, and, and I mean, those are, I mean, they're proven. Yes. This, is, this is proven. This is not just, you know, somebody coming up with some new, you know, idea. This is, this is mm-hmm. proven. And I think sometimes we need to listen to that. I must admit that yes. there are times when I'm just like, I don't want to do it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do it. And then I don't do it. And, and obvious, obviously then I suffer the consequences and then I have to pick back up. I have to get back up on that horse and say, I'm going to do this. And I think so. And it's difficult. And I think that's part of the problem is everyone says, oh, it's so simple. It's just 20 minutes of walking. No, Mm-mm. simple doesn't mean easy. And, and that's a lesson I've learned. And that's something that I take on board with me is that, if I used to do an hour and now I've, you know, haven't done something for a long time, I'm happy to go back on for 20 minutes and start mm-hmm. from the bottom. And I think sometimes we've got to just celebrate those wins and not be so hard on ourselves. Exactly. I mean, I don't think everyone from the get go of their, you know, fitness ex- uh, fitness journey or weight loss journey, you're not going to, you know, hop up into the gym and be able to do burpees for two hours and, you know, come out feeling great that that sounds a torturous and awful but at the same time i think it's just you know critical to choose to be better in certain instances and to also be to choose to be kind to yourself when you just aren't able to i think that was a huge lesson when you know i said to my friend i remember i was in you know when we could still be on campus does everyone remember when we could go outside great days great days um but um <sighs> <laughs> but you know, I, I spoke to her, I was like, I'm so tired, but I, I you know, I'm going to go to the gym. And she's like, why are you gymming when you're tired? You know, because it's like, it's almost as if I didn't know that because I'm exhausted, like it just, it didn't seem like such an, like an obvious thing to not go to the gym when you're just absolutely shattered. And I needed to have that conversation to be able to say, hold on, I need to also know the limitations of my body 
while being on this journey. I need to know that I might, like, because I do practice intermittent fasting, there's going to come a point where I haven't fallen asleep and can then ignore the sort of hunger. But there's going to be a point where I'm going to get up and have a snack and I'm not going to punish myself for that because it then defeats the purpose. Because when you stop listening to your body and you kind of work it into this, um, not I can't really find the word for it, into almost this, workhorse mentality yes. then you're also in a dangerous territory i yes. think it's it, it's it's possible to have a balance right my rule is always at least try and move for an hour to 30 30 minutes to an hour each like for three days at least and that's enough sometimes if i can do more wonderful but if i can't that's fine do you know what i mean but it totally it's, it it's important to say I can do this, but when I can't, that is also fine. I, Like you said, I can start again. It's yes. not impossible to start again, but it is also, I think, paramount to, to not catch yourself up in a cycle. I mean, this hasn't been a great workout or fitness year for me, but again, I'm not going to punish myself for that because that's just how this year has worked out for a lot of people. Correct. Um, and it's more than possible to get back on that wagon. I mean, I think I've, I think I've been doing this for like five years and I'm nowhere near where I want to be because I've had the setbacks, but I've learned more from the setbacks than from the wins, you know, yes. and it's been so valuable in learning, you know, the composition of my body dysmorphia, what triggers it, what I can do to alleviate that anxiety around it and sort of thinking you know I don't want to catastrophize what I look like because again I've wasted so much time doing that in the past and I'm just on a journey now where it's like I'm in love with my body and I want to keep being in love with my body but also choosing what is best for it and thus doing better for myself all the way around for my body for my soul and for my mind I think you know as you say that I just think This is all about self-love. I mean, if we don't love ourselves, then we can't appreciate that our bodies actually do a lot for us. You know, I, I, I don't take it for granted that I can walk to where I want, that all my limbs are working. And, um, and I think a lot of the time when we are so negative and stuck in this not enough space, we really lose sight of that. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think I really have to go back to that idea and say, you know, do I love myself enough mm-hmm. to give positivity back to my body, to be able to say, thank you, you know, thank you for carrying me through mm-hmm. every day. And then with that love, be able to say, well, we need to be a little healthier. And so I'm going to make choices that are good for my body. I'm going to make choices that make me feel better as well. Um, It's not so much just about what you look like. And I think sometimes that's what it, you know, that's, that's what people reduce it to. Um, One of the things I was going to say is that as much as I'm not a health coach or a nutritionist, Mm -hmm. we have to be so mindful of what we put into our bodies i mean the food we eat is so important i Mm. over the years have learned so much just about food and um and i know there's every kind of fad diet out there there's every kind of again health coach who's got something new to tell you Mm. but i think your body also tells you what it wants and what it doesn't um 
I don't know, I went through a phase where I did a detox and I deprived my body of everything that felt good. Mm-hmm. And after a week, though, of having done that, I was like, okay, I've done this. It's been good to kind of starve. Um, mm-hmm. But what it did for me was when I started reintroducing foods, mm-hmm. I could tell immediately what didn't feel good. I could tell immediately what made me feel sluggish. I could tell immediately what made me feel better, actually, what did feel good. And I could say, oh, okay, I need more of this because I have so much more energy now. And Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the time, our bodies are are talking to us. And are we listening? That's one of the things I had to ask myself. And that I ask myself quite often is, am I listening to what my body is saying? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, what we do, I mean, our bodies speak to us through disease. Let's just be clear about that. And mm-hmm. a lot of the time, are we listening? Are we listening to what our bodies are saying? Are we listening when our bodies need rest? Um, are we listening when our bodies need nourishment? You know, and I think sometimes it seems really difficult, but it can really be that simple. It really can. And I think, you know, when we live in such a a world where almost we're just, you know, I think bombarded with a lot of saturation, like sugar is in everything, unfortunately, but you can regulate how much you intake, obviously. But I also think, you know, coming back to what you said, Linky, it's, it's so critical to understand what it is you need and to listen to what your body is saying. So I'm not saying like you should Obviously, it's not a good idea to crave pizza every, every every single day. But should that craving come about and you can satisfy it, do it. But then also know that it's not a setback. It's not like you... Like, again, I, deprivation is just such an awful thing to put yourself through. But again, yep. it, it it is okay to sort of have those detox moments and be like, okay, for a month, I'm not going to touch fast food. And then once you reintroduce it, you can be like, oh, this is enough. And then you can almost like take stock of what it is you are putting in your body, but not in a way that is detrimental to yourself. Right. And that is, you know, almost a bit again, you don't want to get into a space where you do indulge in disordered eating. And I still struggle with that from time to time where, you know, my body dysmorphia will completely take over. And it's like, no, we're not going to eat this. We're not going to eat that. We're not going to eat that. And then I'm just like left with water and smoothies. And then it's like, well, <laughs> this isn't helping anything. No, it really isn't. To go, it, it truly isn't. And I think, you know, I'm excited to step into, again, going back to the gym, hopefully within the next few months. And But also starting from a place where I can just be, you know, myself and enjoy my body and enjoy, you know, it carrying me through life and allowing me to experience your really lovely smells and tastes. And man, I can't I, I can't say it enough, like how important it is to just see yourself as yourself and know that what you look like is not the entirety of your being, you know, we are a sum of our parts. We are not the parts. And it's such a, I think you're depriving yourself of of so much. If you just reduce yourself to a body, (laughs) because it's like, well, and then what you look great. And then what, like, what, like, do you know what I mean? And so, yes, it's okay to want to look good, but also you need to just, and you know, us being, two people who are so passionate about getting mental health awareness out there this ties into 
you know, into mental health, because when you can take care of your body, you take care of so much else about yourself. And I think that's the fundamental takeaway. I want people to, you know, just take into their to their day to day lives to say that this doesn't, you know, your your external is not all of you. It's a part of you, but it's not all of you. That's perfect. Mm. Um, I'm just thinking, you know, I am on this journey right now and you are someone who holds me accountable a lot of the time. And, you know, I hope we can do another episode and I can kind of check in and say, hey, you know, this is what I've learned along this journey right now in this season, because mm-hmm. this isn't the first rodeo. You know? Yeah, it, it, um, it almost never is. But I love how like it's almost as if the rodeo evolves. Yes, it does. It does yeah. evolve. I mean, I can't remember. Yo, I, <laughs> we could all, I know that there are lots of people with me here. We could all write books about the fad diets that we've tried and have failed at and um, how that's made us feel. Um, but this time I'm doing something different. And the long and short of it for me, really, in this whole conversation mm. is, am I healthy? Yeah. Am I eating healthy? Am I moving and exercising to be healthy? Do I feel it? You know, how does my body feel versus what do I look like? Because if you're going to judge me based on what I look like, you're going to miss out on a whole lot. Because I'm definitely more than what I look like. I'm definitely more than my weight. Um, And I think that's something we all have to learn. And something that, you know, part of me has had to embrace the fact that there are people who will only see one aspect of me, and that's fine, and they will judge me based on that. But there are people who will be in my circle, and they will get it. And they'll be like, wow, okay, I got to meet someone, and I got to know them, versus making a, you know, just making a judgment based on the very little information that they have, if any. Exactly. And if someone chooses to kind of just reduce you to what you look like, it's their loss at the end of the day. It totally is. So tell us, those of you who are um, either on a weight loss journey or a weight gain journey, tell us a little bit about how you feel about your body and how that relationship for you has evolved. Um, And if you've come to a place of acceptance, so much as to say that you love yourself regardless. Thanks for listening. And a note, we are not mental health professionals. All opinions expressed on this podcast are our own. Our views and the views of any guests on our show cannot be construed as advice or should be used as medical recommendation. If you need help, please consult a licensed medical professional.